Welcome to the Monsters and Treasure podcast, where we talk way too long about a subject and just give you the best parts. I'm Daniel Norton of Bandit's Keep, here as always with K.R. King from D&D Homebrew. How you doing there, K.R.? Just practicing my quick draw. Yeehaw! You know, Daniel, uh, I've been playing in a Pathfinder campaign where we are using guns. In fact, my character in the campaign is a gunslinger. He's a pistol arrow, and uh, they have all these uh, rules on shooting guns and the type of guns and uh, obviously gunpowder, and they have uh, they you, you use that in other elements, and I'm you know it's, I'm having kind of mixed feelings about this as I'm playing, but I'm wondering what you think in terms of have you used guns in your campaigns? Uh, have you played in others with guns, and what do you think about having introducing that that technology into a D and D campaign? Well, I, I think there's two ways that I've seen it handled, and I I'm not super satisfied with either one to be honest with you. So way one is okay, it's a gun, just treat it like a crossbow. It's just flavor, cool, but a gun, and that, that's probably the simplest way to do it and what a lot of people would do, but if you do that and you still have a world with crossbows, like, why wouldn't you use a gun? Because the guns are always going to be smaller. I guess it would make noise. That would be, that'd be the reason, I guess. So, like, it kind of makes the guns not worth it unless you're doing, like, a Wild West game and you're just hand-waving all that. The other way is they make it really complex. And the thing is, is if you're playing D&D and you have your guy in plate mail armor, the reason why people stopped wearing armor <laughs> was because guns just go right through it, right? So a gun becomes super powerful. So perhaps as a magic item, it'd be useful. I have played in systems that are pretty good and they limit it by making it harder to use them multiple times. So you use like a flintlock and it takes like two rounds to reload it and you can't do it if you're being engaged and, you know, this and that or whatever it might be. And I think those systems are better because then it, that's actually probably more realistic too, right? People would fire off their muskets and then charge in with their swords, right? Because you wouldn't sit there and keep reloading and let, you know, in the in the time when people were using uh, firearms. Uh, if you're putting your D&D world in this kind of late medieval or whatever you want to say, I'm not sure about like the the, the Asian use of it. I know that uh, like in China, for instance, I know there was gunpowder a lot earlier that was used or, you know, at least for, you know, larger assaults, like cannons and stuff. So I don't know how that played out as far as armor and stuff. But I, I do know that, like, you know, in, in the Western, you know, European setting, which is where a lot of D&D falls, like, yeah, you, your plate mail is nothing against a bullet. It just goes right through it. So why wouldn't you use a gun if they're available? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm always intrigued as to why guns came up. Uh, we we had uh, alien ships that would crash land a spaceship. I think it's even mentioned in one of the very first books as an idea of just like mm -hmm. alien technology or the first module, you know, Blackmore has alien stuff. But those always, we had a laser gun and it just ran out and it was like a magic item. It was basically like, eh, right. you know, does a certain amount of damage. And then you could never fix it because it was technology we didn't understand, right? And it wasn't magic and all that kind of stuff. I feel like when you get into guns, just what you're talking about, you think about the early medi or late medieval period with like aquabus, right? Those were very mm -hmm. difficult. You had to set them uh, on a stand oftentimes. They were heavy. Uh, they misfired all the time. They were very crude. It was the beginnings of uh, using guns. And as you said, they very quickly... Once the technology started to advance, they superseded armor. It just changed everything. And is that what we want to do? Because I feel like we're introducing them kind of for flavor, and yet mm -hmm. the technology begins to bump against what you know the the mood of the of the the campaign or whatever. The other thing is like the game I'm playing with the pistolero. You what what of course always happens is everybody wants options. 
So they have all these advanced weapons they introduced to the game, which I've just gotten a new pistol that now I can shoot twice as fast and I do like double damage and all this. Stuff. Like, what is that? Is right. it an advanced pistol? Because again, armor is useless again. You know, it's just like, really? Uh, you know, a crossbow bolt is not going to penetrate the same way that a projectile sent by uh, uh, gunpowder is. Right. Now, uh, so I'm, I have never used uh, Pathfinder guns. Well, I've never played Pathfinder. And are they, do they just go through armor or do they just negate all armor when you use a gun or no, it's just a regular weapon? It's just because it's a regular weapon. So they okay. don't yeah. incorporate that into the rules. So there is an element of. So they take, the, um, it's a crossbow rule, rule. You know, and what's interesting about that too. So in, in another system that I played in, which I thought was really cool, because I mentioned this before, uh, them making noise, right? That'd be the one downside to a gun. If you're playing with that level of detail, right? If you're going to keep that in mind. And, but in that system, if somebody is shot, uh, use a gun in the presence of somebody who's never seen a gun before, they have to make like a morale check. So that's kind of cool because you can actually do the thing where you shoot your gun in the air and they run, you know, for the fiction. So I think something like that is cool. And then you have to think about the idea, well, I'm in a cave sneaking around. Do I want to use a gun? Because there's no silencers on your musket, right? So if you start getting a little crunch, crunchier, for lack of a better word, with the rules, I think guns can be good because they do have downfalls. If you're using a match, match lock, for instance, you got to keep it lit. If you're in damp conditions, it might misfire. If if you, it's super slow to load, as I said, uh, keeping the gunpowder away from things, having all the things you need for it. So if you make it a, a a resource that's powerful, but that can go wrong and that is difficult to transport and stuff, then I think guns become better and they can become closer to what I would say what an OSR spell is, right? Like a magic user can sleep 20 people in, in OD&D, right? But they can only do it once a day. If you have a powerful gun that can pretty much kill, you know, an ogre, but you can only shoot it you know, a handful of times during the entire adventure, then I think it becomes closer to a magic item, even if you can buy it. Well, and and the, the question there is when you think of the actual uh, way guns functioned, certainly uh, the Aquabus, let's say, took forever to reload. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why it was used in mass. It wasn't really like a personal weapon, right? It was used in mass, right? So you had Aquabus guys, and then they would either drop them and attack, or they would stand behind and be busy reloading while other people, whatever that was going on. Right. The desire in a D&D setting when you have just a small group is not to have necessarily a gun where you just shoot it once. And then it doesn't have any effect the rest of the battle. It's I want to have something like a sword that I can keep striking with, right? So you can put that limitation on it, but saying, oh, that's realistic. That's the way it really was. But then you're like, well, then why would I use it in a close quarter type? uh, Well, you would uh, use it first. World, like I have with D&D, just as a first strike. Yeah. I mean, just like, and then it becomes a little bit like flavor as a first strike, unless it does way more damage than a... Sword well, strike, which is a long sword, which is not the case like in Pathfinder. Like depending on the weapon you have, maybe yeah. uh, they have these shotguns that are a little closer, uh, close order. Those do a little more damage, but not that much more. A barbarian with a sword still does tremendous damage as opposed well, right. to an and, expert and think, with a pistol. And I think that's one of the problems with your D and D worlds, right? Uh, it's problem for lack of a better word, is that because we do and can mix together all kinds of tropes, things don't really work, right? If you're playing in a I don't know, a World War II game and you've got a bayonet and you have a rifle, The if you run out of bullets and you have to stab someone with a bayonet, it's not going to kill them as readily as the rifle. It's not as dangerous as the rifle is. But if you play in a fantasy world where everything is everything, right? We're not worried about encumbrance. We're not worried about reloading because that's not cool. We're not worried about all this. Then why even have a gun? It's just flavor. That, that I wouldn't, to me, that's not fun. Like it's not the fun that I would do. I shouldn't say it's not fun. Obviously, some people love it. 
And making maybe making guns magical would be cool. I don't know. Like I, I in the cartoon, did you watch that Critical Role cartoon? One of them has a gunslinger. I didn't watch it. It wasn't really my style. Did you see it? I did not watch. No, I did not watch it either. I watched the very first fifteen minutes of that, and and I wasn't familiar with Critical Role, and uh, it just wasn't my thing. Yeah, maybe somebody who who yeah who knows because I, I I got the feeling that it was more of a magical thing, but now you're explaining to me it's not. But you're also playing Pathfinder Two, right? And I think that yes. first season, anyway, they were playing one, so maybe it was different. I don't know. Maybe somebody will call and let us know. But I think it's interesting. I think, again, guns as magic items would be interesting. Limited resources, right? You find a, you know, some old uh, ancient civilization. Because, of course, in my worlds, D&D is actually in the future, generally. Like, my worlds are generally uh, post-apocalyptic after modern times. So you could theoretically find a pistol and a, a stash of ammo. And if you could figure it out, you'd have it. But then once you use up all those bullets, it's over, Right. And I think so, and you kind of mentioned that earlier with like laser pistols and stuff. I think that for me, that's a the better way to play to make it fit with standard D&D tropes and not become either not realistic because it's like, well, why do I have a gun if it does the same damage as a sword or a dagger and, and has no advantage? So I should mention that in the the uh, the game I'm talking about where they the, the guns can make people be afraid with the morale, it also ignores armor. So yes, you can only shoot it once. But somebody's charging at you in their plate mail and you shoot them with the gun. If you hit them, they're down. So that's why you have it. Then you drop it, you pull your sword. So it is valuable in that way. But it's a one-time thing that you do at the beginning of combat and then it's over. So I think uh, from what you're saying, and I, I don't disagree in my experience, people don't like that, right? People want to be able to keep using their thing, right? Their thing is the gun. They want to use it every round. Well, and it's very interesting you talked about uh, being D&D in the future because when I we started playing in the 70s, 80s, we had the... Uh, threat of nuclear annihilation just literally over us all the time, right? And you might remember that a little bit as a kid. And so to us, that was, and of course, Planet of the Apes kind of thing. So we mm-hmm. always set our D&D worlds in the, into a post-apocalyptic future. Yeah. Then if you found a gun, you knew. Now, unfortunately, the metagaming, you'd find a pistol from the distant past, and you knew what it was, and you'd clean it. And we would make rolls, and could I figure this out? We knew that you really wouldn't know what it was. But people began to realize, I'm in the future. Here, right? right. Whereas a ray, a gun, a spaceship gun is just from some other planet, some other technology. It doesn't give you that right. clue. So it's interesting because I had this whole elaborate setup about that. And one of the things was I would I would sprinkle technology from the late 20th century in there. I'd have a nuclear silo and everything, and I'm very influenced by the Planet of the Apes movies and stuff. But just the stuff we were all yeah. watching and reading and all that. Because that was a common trope in science fiction too, that kind of thing of a yeah, one hundred percent. That's that's my my fifth edition campaign was that way, and it, it ended with a, you know the final battle was in a, was in a nuclear silo, a nuclear missile silo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just like the second planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, exactly, except it went um, a little differently. <laughs> so I guess for me then uh, the thing about this is is it depends on the two things. Um, do you want that flavor in your world, or do you want to stick? You know, you see people go to like what's that. Uh, that's a system like Iron or Iron Quest Iron or something where it's literally the Bronze Age D and D. I can't think of what it's called. I have to someone maybe somebody out there will know of that system. But they wanted to take it back to like, you know, eight hundred AD, yeah. right? They wanted to make the tech or no, no, I'm sorry, like fifteen hundred BCE or something oh, like okay. that. The Bronze Age uh world. Because they that. wanted to get rid of a lot of the uh the technology of the high medieval kind of yeah. setting, which is interesting. But if it's not flavored, then do you make the complexity of guns? Because the other thing in Pathfinder is you have to clean your gun. If you don't clean it thoroughly every night, there's a chance the next day that it'll misfire or blow up. Okay, cool. And so far, the 
the GM has not asked me, did you clean your gun? Right. right. And we're well, in this, this uh, adventure path. Yeah. And uh, I thought to myself, now, where would I clean my gun when we, well, we know we got a rest or we did this, but, and I just yeah. have always announced, okay, and I'm going to take this time to clean my gun. And he just goes, oh yeah, yeah. But I can tell that if I didn't, if we didn't pay any attention to, it, he wouldn't say it. And I'm just like, as I was a GM, I'd say, now you can't, where are you going to clean your gun in this situation? You're going to pull it out in front of these people, whatever. Right. So to me, that housekeeping is part of the fun <laughs> of playing with a gun. Well, don't play with guns. <laughs> no, 100%. I think you're right, actually. And what's funny about that is, right, and you could imagine somebody never saying it, and then the GM being like, oh, well, you didn't clean your gun last night, so it's going to misfire. And then the player being like, I'm an experienced fighter. You think I don't clean my gun? And having that argument. So again, I think those kind of rules are, they seem cool on paper, but they're never going to play out at the table because, yeah, like, do I have to, oh, I also ate three bites of my meal, drank water, used a latrine. Like, I mean, you're cleaning your gun. That's what you do. Right. I like, I... And I've seen games that have rules for that for their armor, too. You've got to polish your armor and sharpen your sword every night or else you have penalties. And again, it looks cool in the rule book, but like, would you not do that? Like, unless you just didn't have the gear, right? If you lost all your cleaning tools, which again, people are generally not doing that to to players in, in a kind of more fin, uh, high fantasy type games. It's like, it's usually like, no matter what happens, it's like you pull the, you're wearing a loincloth, all of a sudden you pull a rifle out. You know, it's like, that's just how people play these games. And which is fine. I also play them games like that. I'm not criticizing it. And uh, but I think so. It's it's silly to even worry about that. You're a gunslinger. You have a gun. Of course, you clean it. You know, it's like. Uh, but I'm I am curious because if it only does the same damage as everything else, and it but doesn't have any other real special effects, I I just I wouldn't do it. Like it makes no sense for me to have it in the game. I want my things to matter. Like I've been doing chainmail, as you know, and I'll keep this short. <laughs> uh, and I have a new player who's been playing, and he was like the first time we were playing, he was like, I, somebody hit him with a two handed sword, and he was like. Oh no. And and I was like, I rolled a D6 damage. And he was like, oh, a 200 sword just does a D6. Mm -hmm. But then he took it from the guy after he killed him. And when he went to attack the next guy, I was like, okay, instead of a nine to hit, you need a five. He's like, why do I need a five? I'm like, you have a two-handed sword. Like everything does the same damage, but the two-handed sword hits easier. So maybe something like that with a gun, right? A gun does the same damage, but it ignores armor would be the way that I probably would uh, handle that. Right. And and I, uh, unfortunately, even though I'm playing this Pistolero, it's one of these things. I'm the player that just shows up and knows a little bit about my character. Just that we've done this about knowing the rules because Pathfinder, I, I'm just yeah. purely playing to like see the system and how it unfolds, but I'm not investing a, as much time as I should into this gunslinger. I'm just, I'm, and I'm at, uh, I'm at third level. So it's, it's not yeah. like I have a lot to worry, but I just noticed now I'm at the level where I can have this improved gun. But if, all I have to do is go out and buy it. I have to get 60 gold pieces, buy the next gun, and then I have, but I also have the abilities to use it. So hmm. you do increase, I think you can start to get gotcha. quick fire and multiple shots and, you know, the old fanning and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes as I play. Uh, for me, I'm a, right now, I have not seen a system where I want to introduce guns, but, yeah. uh, um, and it says in Pathfinder, you don't have to have these. It's just like all systems. You can just pick and choose what you want. So for yeah. me right now, guns are something that uh, I'm just going to keep out uh, until I see something that I think works. And then it becomes like, as you're saying, just another a flavor of a different kind of weapon, but not sure I want to use it. I agree. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear your voice on the show, give us a call. There's a link in the show notes. You can find us both on YouTube. Uh, Daniel is at Bandit's Keep, and I'm on D&D Homebrew, also linked in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, please give us a rating and review on your favorite podcatcher, and we'll see you next week.